Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. I'm absolutely thrilled today to be able to introduce Michael Britt. Now, Michael is an app developer. He's a podcaster, he's a blogger. He's doing, he's doing a lot of different things. And he's here to talk about uh, his journey as, uh, I guess, an app entrepreneur. Uh, you can find out more by going to theappguy.co and just searching episode episode 296 of Michael Britt. Or you can also go and find out about him by going to thepsychfiles.com. And uh, and really, the theme of this podcast is all about being genuine with you. So if you're an app entrepreneur and you're really struggling or you're finding that you're not as successful as perhaps, you know, you, you read about in the news and the press, then this is the episode. Stay tuned. Michael, welcome to the show. Welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thanks, Paul. It's really, really an honor to be here. I've been listening to your podcast ever since you started it. Michael, I am blessed and I'm honored. I'm so pleased you could come on. Uh, you are the first guest in 296 episodes to say that. So you definitely <laughs> get special treatment. And uh, well, first of all, let's, let's talk about your journey, uh, your journey uh, as an app developer, an app entrepreneur. Okay, sure. Well, I, you know, I'm a uh, former college professor. And uh, so I, I left the uh, teaching college back in 2000 to work at a large corporation. And then uh, I kind of missed teaching, so I decided, you know, I'm going to start a podcast. And that was around 2007. And that was a little early for podcasting. I mean, it had been around for a little, couple of years before then. But uh, so I said, all right, let me, let me just start that up. And so, you know, I've been podcasting for a long time now. And after about the first year, uh, out comes the iPhone. And then I said, you know what would be really cool <laughs> would be an app. And so that started the first of what is now about a dozen apps that I have, primarily on iTunes, but a bunch on uh, Android as well. So if you want me to, <clears throat> I can tell you how, I, I guess the thing I, I've done that's a little bit different is build apps myself, for one thing, although I've also used freelancers. But I've also used a, a bunch of different platforms to build them. When I look at the number of apps that I have, and I think, oh yeah, I built that one with this, and I built that one with that, and this one I did myself, and that one I used this code. <laughs> so yeah, a variety of different um, approaches. But I, I guess that the reason why I contacted you, though, is that, uh, so I make a, a consistent, though, you know, modest income from these apps. And, um, you know, you hear so often that this person or that person is making millions or something. And... You know, it's it's frustrating. I've tried a lot of things and we'll continue to try different approaches to building and marketing the apps. But it's a, you know, it, it's a fun hobby. It's a consistent income. Um, but I'm not seeing millions or, or even five or six figures uh, per month. It's a tough market. It, it is a crazy, the app store, is, is, is many of us know, it's just, it's crazy. You work so hard to build an app and then you have to sell it couple of bucks, you know, and then you're competing with so many other apps. It is a, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you step back. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is great, Michael, I have to say, because I get so many app entrepreneurs who like speak to me and say that uh, I've got this idea for an app and it is going to make me a lot of money. It's <laughs> going to be the next Instagram or, uh, you know, the WhatsApp, lots of these apps that we read about. But of course, we know the press get 300 stories per day uh, and they're all going to be biased and they pick the best ones uh, from all of those and present that to us. And so we get this skewed, biased view of the App Store about it being so easy. Uh, and yet 
you're teaching us that it's really hard. What, what um, you know, has been like some of the big challenges then you've had to face over your time as an Apple developer? Well, it's, you know, I've tried to build the apps myself and that's what I do. Uh, and it, it's, uh, if you're not really a programmer, um, it's a challenge. So uh, I, I enjoy and I get a lot of uh, pride out of being able to create an app and get it into the store and then see it on my device. You know, so it, it's, uh, it, it's really cool, but it, there is a lot of work that goes into it. And some, some uh, people would say, well, you know, if you're programming your own apps and you're not really running a business, you should be letting someone else do that. Um, and that, I understand that thinking. It's just that the, again, you, you, you have to lay out some good bucks to get programmers to build your apps. And when you're lucky, if you can make any money at all with your apps, then laying out many thousands to have someone build them. Again, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, what have you learned, Michael, as well? I was going to ask you what you've learned. You've, you said you have 12 apps uh, over the years that you've launched. Have you learned anything you can share with us about your launch strategies and the best ways to get these out to the market? Yeah. So the reason, the thing that I started with is an app that I call Brain Mnemonics. And so it, it was kept, I brought it out in 08. And so what I, I started the podcast in 07. And that's really been my primary means of marketing the apps. I tell uh, my listeners about it in the podcast, usually in the beginning, or definitely at the end. And I, because I've been podcasting for so long, I have a very large uh, following. I probably get about 25,000 downloads per episode. So there's a lot of people there. And uh, so I'm able to tell them about it. And of course, the, uh, my, my website gets uh, maybe 800 hits a day. And so I've got large uh, links and videos that lead to the, to the uh, apps. So, you know, it, it would be a, a, a difficult piece of advice to give someone which is start up a podcast and become successful and then you can sell apps. But, you know, it's not a, not a bad idea if you really have a topic that you're interested in. And, I, you know, podcasting is pretty straightforward, not that hard. You get yourself a good mic, USB into your computer and start recording, you know, GarageBand or whatever it is you want to use. <clears throat> but that's a way. Now, so like my topic is broadly about psychology, you know, not psychotherapy, but just about the topic of psychology and all of its you know, how it reveals itself in everyday life. But what I noticed in the first year, I'm, you know, creating episodes, maybe three per month. And I'm moving along. I was up to about maybe 100 episodes. And then episode number 72 was just, an, uh, you know, it's just another idea I had for an episode topic, which was how to use mnemonics, right, which are those memory strategies that uh, a lot of people have fun with. Everything from acronyms, like every good boy deserves fudge, to, um, you know, keyword techniques and the method of low-chi or low-sci, whatever it is. Uh, so there's a lot of really neat tools you can use, memory techniques, if you will. And so I used them because I knew that students had trouble memorizing the parts of the brain. It's tough. Now, what does the uh, occipital lobe do? So I knew it was kind of a problem, so I released the episode, and it just became the, and still is, the most popular episode in the podcast. 
and I put it out on YouTube and, you know, it's got several hundred thousand of views there, which for an educational video is not bad. Congratulations, Michael. That is a phenomenal achievement. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. As I say, it's not uh, it's not viral in the sense of millions, but you know it, it gets viewed in very many co- positive comments. So then, I, after that came out, I said, you know what? Why why not make a, an app uh, out of this? Essentially, take the episode and expand it a bit more. Um, you know, add more to the you know more mnemonics, and then you'd have an app. And I think I think that's a really you know if there's something that I look back and say, yeah, that strategy worked. Because you might start a podcast on a broad topic of interest. I don't know what it might be, you know, computers or, you know, it could be whatever, knitting, <laughs> whatever your hobby is. But a, 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 an episode or a blog post that really seems to hit a nerve and gets a lot of attention, maybe that's the one you want to build an app out of. Yeah, I have to say all these episodes, the first person to actually say podcasting is a good way of getting attention for your apps. And of course, I'm now regretting the other 295 episodes for not mentioning a lot of my apps. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go back and that's what I've done. I've gone back sometimes and and added in a little pre-roll to let people know about. Yeah, but but anyone listening to this can start a podcast. I'm proof of that. You're proof of it. Obviously, you got in there early, and it benefited you now because you're getting all these downloads. And uh, but but how do you actually focus your time, Michael? You know, you you've got a lot of things going on there in your life, and I just wondered in your day to day journey as an app entrepreneur and, and a podcast and a blogger, how do you know where to focus? Yeah, that's tough. Um, finding the time because I do have a family. And uh, I did have a full-time job throughout all this. So, you know, like many other people, it's about building apps or, or coordinating people who build them for you. At 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> at nighttime, you're, I'm sitting there with the computer on my lap and the kids are watching TV. You know, you got to fit it in there um, and keep the podcast going, too, because without that, you know, that, that's my key marketing tool. But so what I did, you know, I did to build my first app, I did what most people do, which was, I, well, I don't know about most people anymore, but, you know, I went to Elance, right? And I said, I have an idea and, you know, here it is. Now, I worked, uh, you know, in a technology company, so I understood, uh, you know, making prototypes and, you know, making a sort of a flow chart. I knew that apps, I, I couldn't just say, here it is, make it for me. You know, I had to create images of what I saw. I think, you know, I think the app's going to start. Here's the home page, and here are the buttons that I see. This button is going to lead down this path. You know, so I sometimes I used a concept map tool to just just so I could see the paths, and then know that okay, this one has to make sure. Here's where the, I see the back button being. Uh, this is be a home button here. I mean, you have to see the thing through and and help your developer truly see your vision and and you know that this is just uh, like a, a mock-up and by the way so for that there's a couple of tools that i use one's balsamic i don't know if you've ever, have you ever mentioned balsamic yeah i think it's been mentioned a few times on my show maybe that's where you found it michael you know listen to you know it could episode. be <laughs> <laughs> i found some great apps through your show paul so. oh I, I feel like I, I just want to chat to you about you know feedback and and but oh it, there's there is a lot to talk about here, and I, I, I want to make sure that we get the most for the listeners. And uh, and so you have, uh, you know, these great tools, Balsamic, you mentioned, and 
as an, an, an not a developer, but as someone who's doing this without coding, do you feel like you can actually be an app entrepreneur without knowing the coding behind apps? I don't know if if you can. I mean, so I've learned to to code my own apps. You know, I'm I'm no professional coder, and I sometimes think that if if uh, and I know some of them there, they're really smart guys. If they saw the back end of my apps, so to speak, uh, you know, they would go, oh man, I don't believe this. There's so many better ways to do it. But it, it does what I want it to do. It may not be the most efficient way to do it, but it does it. And, and I don't know, you, you, I think you do have to know some, some language, be it JavaScript, uh, you know, HTML, CSS, I use a lot of Adobe Flash to build my apps, which requires me to know a little bit about ActionScript. And that, that kind of knowledge, digging in to a little bit into those areas, enough to, to know what your apps are doing, I think is important. Now, nowadays, there's some cool tools out there, which you just told us about. I'm looking into AppPress. You know, there's Appressor, there's Apery.io. These are cool tools. You don't really have to know a lot of programming for some of the some of these newer ones. Yeah, they've been a long time coming because, uh, you know, trying to deal with this in the earlier days, we've spoken to many people on here that, that were just, uh, you know, really up against it. Yeah, Michael, I, I just would, there's a lot of people listening to this who uh, would, would be very keen to understand what your typical day is because... Sometimes it's hard to understand what an app entrepreneur uh, does and, uh, you know, a podcaster, a blogger, and, uh, because it's so alien. You know, they've got jobs that they're doing nine to five, they're commuting, that all their day is taken up by a corporate job. And I wondered if you could give us a sense of what it's like to, you know, have a typical day for you. Well, um, after I'm done listening to the latest episode of The App Guy, picking <laughs> up ideas and things, I, I, you know, a lot of it is... is getting those ideas um, into a to-do list, you know, because they occur to me when I'm driving from one, one of my freelance jobs to another. Um, but I usually, you know, typically I'll start out the morning just checking, you know, as we all do check our emails, but also uh, if I'm working on an app, then it'll just be getting back in. And it's hard because you, you know, when you're trying to juggle so many things, it's about, Building an app is about 20 minutes here. It's another 20 minutes there. It's maybe I get a half an hour there. Um, it's So you have to pick up where, say, where was I in the code or something, or where was I when I was trying to just uh, draw out the flow of an app. It's kind of tough, but you're, you are trying to juggle because you might be doing a little bit of coding, and then you get an idea about, so I listened to your latest episode, and he was talking about Twitter ads, right? And uh, I thought, yes. oh, that's a great idea. I haven't done a Twitter ad campaign. I, I should definitely do that. So I, uh, I picked up one of my favorite. I, I went from your show over to my one of my favorite apps. It's called Say It and Mail It. And uh, it's been around for a long time. And I just leave myself a little voice note message that says, check out Twitter ads. So when I get home, you know, it's going in and trying to see if I can set up a Twitter ad campaign. So you're, so you're, you're a coder at one point. You're a marketer at another and then you're, you know, so I'm also collecting articles, putting my notes into, I use Notepad on the Mac, uh, no, note, Notebook by uh, Circus Ponies. 
And, you know, I'm putting uh, ideas in there for my next episode. And it's just a big, it's a lot of juggle. Now, Michael, you, when you reached out to me, I, I was really touched because you were very honest and very genuine. And that's what I want this podcast to be, always revealing, you know, the truth to people and trying to uh, help people as much, help uh, the APSA tribe as much as we can. And you were very kind to share with me that you, you kind of went off a tangent in a way because you were pursuing this app millionaire type of lifestyle and and pursuit and goal uh, and yet now you're uh, you know you're perhaps not reaching that would you be able to share with the audience uh, you know what, what you're making from apps because uh, i think that would be just a sense sense check of like where where you are yeah i would say i make about five or just six hundred dollars a month so right about- and, and it's taken a, a good amount of time to to get to that point yeah uh i have my i have about three apps this brain mnemonics one, um, and a, a, a test preparation app called Psych Hero, and a Psych Explorer app, which is news app. And I charge for them. Right? So that's like that's like a, a big topic. Oh, you, you know, should they give them away for free, or should you charge for them? And so I went, you know, you know with the with the, uh, you know, I charge anywhere from dollar ninety nine, I think, to three ninety nine, and that is primarily where my money comes from. And so it's been a consist probably been consistent for about three four years. And I think maybe due to the incredible success of uh, Flappy Birds last year, I mean, everybody was talking Flappy Birds. Um, there just there was all this talk about how you just, you know, get a game out there, put some ads in it. And there was this get rich quick kind of thing. And I, and I think there was all kinds of talk about here, you know, sign up for this, sign up for that, you know, get this, take my course, you know, sign up for this thing. And... I thought, well, I should try it because my I was selling my apps, and I thought maybe I should add co I should add um, what do you call it videos, interstitials, and all kinds of other things. And so I did try it. You know, I I threw some money out there and hired some developers and put some games out there, and you know what? It it has not worked for me. Uh, what has worked for me is having the podcast selling the apps and um, you know people find out about them through the podcast the apps serve a very specific need for among high school and college students to prepare for their tests uh, and is has it been quite consistent then uh, that five hundred dollars per month mm-hmm. it's been consistent there's not like ups and downs it's steady yeah I mean there are ups and downs and that would be uh, along with the academic schedule so in you know September's can be very good. September, the beginning of the semester, December, you know, the, the final exams, uh, January, the beginning of the next semester, and May, April, May right now uh, are, so things can go up to about maybe a thousand or something like that a month at those times. Uh, but they'll dip during the summer months as well, you know, this might be two or three hundred in uh, July or something like that. I guess the good thing as well, though, is they are, in a way, passive incomes. I'm not guessing that you're updating a lot. The, the the existing apps there's not a lot of new work that needs to be done yeah it's uh it's i would say it's it's pretty passive uh, you know i've had to update them of course when ios 7 and 8 they were you know some of the apps broke and, and they were like you know they, they weren't working at all so i had to really dig in spend a lot of time and occasionally i'll have to go into the 
the, the content and update it. So um, there's, there's periods of time where you've, you've got to spend a lot of time doing it, but also lots of time. Like brain mnemonics, I don't really do a whole lot with it. It, it, it just sort of it works. It does what it's designed to do. It is not a complicated app. You know, it, it, um, it doesn't communicate with the internet and there's no, you don't take users uh, information. It presents uh, content to people, to students that helps them do better on their tests. And so it's sort of, it's almost like a flashcard type app. Um, so not that sophisticated. And, um, I used Adobe flash. I mean, at first I did have someone on Elance create it in objective C and I, I didn't know what was going on. I just, I, he told me to click buttons and I clicked buttons, uh, you know, and I got through Xcode, which is a nightmare, uh, you know, Xcode, I don't like it at all, but I've learned how to use it. You have to. And I, the nightmare of provisioning, you know, just submitting an app to Apple is absolutely the, one of the most frustrating <laughs> yeah. things I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. You're Provisioning laughing, certificates. So you know, yeah. It's terrible. It is, it is, it's, you know, it's awful. And so I understand why, you know, some of the, like you mentioned, App Press, you know, they'll charge you a certain amount of money to submit the app. And I'll tell you, you know, that part of it, I, I guess I would pay somebody to do that because it's just, it's, it's no fun. It's very frustrating. Well, Michael, you know what's not coming next? I mean, and given that you listen to the show, we ask you to try and flesh out an app idea. I'm sure that you've got many, but your favorite one, if you're willing to share it with us, then... Let us know what, what, what are you seeing? What are you thinking of as an app idea? Well, because mine are test prep apps, um, I know one of the techniques I know that works for students, but it's really hard to get them to do it, is to spread out their learning, you know, to, so that they're not cramming the night before. And so one of the things that my apps don't do, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make them do that, is to have students go in and say, okay, my test is here, you know, two months hence. Um, give me a little bit of content uh, every other day just so that I can learn, uh, you know, rather than cram at the end. Uh, that's a great idea, yeah. I mean, scheduling uh, content so that it it drip feeds you over a period of time before the test. Yeah, there's. I think there are some that do that, but it's a, it's a challenge because, you know, you're there's some coding involved in there. So there are some things that I can do using some of the, the tools that I've, I've used. Again, Flash. What about this, Michael? I've got a great idea. I mean, I'm sure it's out there already, but uh, uh, driving tests are a pain. And yes, we had learned everything the night before. And we have a written test. And some places around the world, it, the, the written test is more uh, uh, stringent and, and more difficult than others. But what about a, a drip feed kind of system where every day you get uh, random uh, content and, and information on uh, helping you pass your test? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. There you go. We've come up with a great idea. Uh, so <laughs> Somebody can build I'm that. sure it's out there. Yeah. But <laughs> um, Well, we'd love to know what's on your smartphone, what apps you're carrying around with you to help you get through the day. What, what one or two apps, uh, and I know that you'll know be, to be able to give us some different apps than ones that you haven't heard before. Well, uh, I, I mentioned say it and mail it. Uh, again, this I don't. I have no connection to the people who made that. <laughs> I, you know what I like about it is because I do. As I mentioned, I have you know an idea pops into your head, and I get you know sometimes you mail it to yourself. Uh, but say it and mail it. It's kind of cool. You just you know you press a button, you record you know call Paul Campa through you know tomorrow, or something, and then it mails it to you. Uh, then it shows up when you get home. 
So, uh, you know, as an attachment. So I, I like that one. I like another one called Voice Dream. Um, that's a cool app. So when I'm surfing the web, and here's one way, you know, I try to get as much done in the car as possible. So if I find an article on the web that I think, hey, that could be in my podcast, then I'll make sure that it gets sent to like Instapaper. And then from Instapaper, it'll go into Voice Dream, and then Voice Dream will read it to me as I'm driving. So it's a mechanical voice, but they're pretty good. They do a good job these days. And so I'm listening to it while I'm driving, and then I can determine, okay, yes, that's a good one. I'm going to dig into it and make that part of my next episode. Or, oh, thank God I didn't spend any time on this one. Uh, next, you know, that's not that's great. So you're you're really productive in the car. Are you podcasting from the car yet? No, I tried it once, but the sound wasn't so good. So I... Yeah, I, I do it. I, I oh, do really? another show that I don't tell people about called the Entrepreneur Dad Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I do record from the car and, and I even have the kids in the background, uh, you know, on, on the podcast. But uh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, but we yet to do it with this show. Yeah, I heard that the car is an ideal place for getting good sound. <laughs> Are you driving when you do that, Paul? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, you've got driving, it. and uh, it's uh, it's also to try and increase my talent on uh, being able to uh, talk uh, whilst there's a lot of distractions going on around you, and uh, just refine that skill. Um, well, Michael, honestly, I have to say it's been a genuine pleasure talking to you. I'm so glad you reached out to me just before we hit the 300 milestone. And so, you know, I can imagine there's a lot of people that listen that don't reach out to me and you have and we've got you on the show. And I'm just so grateful that you were so genuine in sharing your journey with us. Well, you're doing um, it. How best can we how best can we connect with you and reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, if you'd like to uh best place because i'm you know if you, or if you just you know, google me you'll find me uh but my website is the psych files so that's the uh, p-s-y-c-h files.com and from there you'll see uh ways to contact me or to look at to check out my app michael you are a legend a superstar i am definitely going to have you back uh, in the future uh, when we hit another milestone and in the meantime all the best and uh, just for the audience, we have actually been trying this new app, Ringer, which was from a, an episode a while ago with Tim Sinclair, and I'm hoping that it's all worked out. So uh, the, the, thank you, Michael, for testing out this new technology. Yeah, it sounds like a very cool app, so I can't wait to see how it sounds. Great. All the best. Okay, same to you. Take care, Paul. If you're an app entrepreneur, then you'll love my new show I've launched. It's called the App Stories Launch Show, and it's all about launching apps on the App Store. Uh, I get app entrepreneurs who are doing this, uh, who are going through the thick of it with a launch, a pre-launch, and uh, just asking uh, a lot of interesting questions. So you can find out more uh, by going to appstorieslaunch.me. That's appstorieslaunch.me. And also uh, get in touch because I would love to hear your feedback on the potential questions. Uh, Just go uh, and contact me through that website. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting uh, more weekly episodes out on this App Store Launch Stories podcast.